These days, Abadam belonged to Iran, so the green, red, and white flag was proudly anchored on every building in town except ours. Dad was an Iraqi, therefore I was an Arab, therefore the neighborhood hated us. I couldn't even say hello to the five-year-old Persian girl across the road. Our apartment block, mainly peopled with Iraqis like ourselves, flew our flaccid peace flag from a drain pipe on the rooftop. We couldn't raise the Iraqi flag, that would constitute treason. Nor did we have the heart to put up the Iranian flag. So we made a peace flag from our overused white dishdashes, the long Arab dresses, and solemnly displayed our wish to end the brutal years. Our place was a tiny one-bedroom, women-filled space. Some boys, but we were severely outnumbered. There was mum, two aunts, two wives of uncles, grandma, and ten little girls. By the time I was six, I was the man of the house. My brother, Mohammed, a.k.a. Mo Green, was four. My other brother was in nappies, and apart from my two young cousins, all the other men were on the front line. We lived here because we were a tight family unit, or that's what we were told to tell the neighbours. Truth is, we couldn't afford anything bigger. Only the bedrooms had mattresses, and although they were thin, they were still better than sleeping in the hallway where we rolled our blankets on top of us to sleep in a cocoon. Five metres, a dozen people, all side by side, waiting to rotate into the bedroom. We split up time on those three mattresses as fairly as we could. Every six days, it was my turn. The rest of the time, my back really ached for it. In such a situation, aside from an exit strategy to get to the bunkers during an air raid, the issue of utmost importance was maintaining your oral hygiene. In the hallway, you could always smell five breaths at the same time. A cocktail of toothpaste, the acids you get in empty guts, and general dental wear and tear. Some days, my cousins and I played games of breath volleyball, we tried to lob rancid breath into each other's nostrils, a deep, rounded gust of rotten air directly up the nose of your opponent. If your opponent acknowledged the rotten breath and screamed, you scored a point. There was a strict one-minute limit on the showers. Shampoo, 10 seconds. Wash face, 10 seconds. Wash body, 20 seconds. If you got this right, you had a cool 20 seconds of luxury left to do as you pleased. Sing folklore songs, dream of escaping the war, anything. But if you didn't wake up at 5am, forget it. Even the cold water ran out under daily restrictions. Also, everyone yelled that their shit didn't stink. It had to be the person before them. I was amazed at how much of a stink the girls could make. I'd always thought girls took more feminine shits, but they could really outdo the boys in that department. Therapy from a fortune teller So my dad, the Iraqi, was fighting for the Iranians, but his brothers, my uncles, fought for Iraq. Like any six-year-old, I had a galaxy of questions. Mom, yes, Soma, love. She called me Soma 
when I was in her good books. Otherwise, it was you little son of a shit or you two-legged goat, which was her classic. Mom, Iran is the good side. Yes, you know this, Soma. And the people who fight them are evil. How evil? Enough that they'll all go to hell. All of them? Yes, dear. Regardless. Stop asking these questions. But the good people, they go to heaven, right? Yes, we call them martyrs. So if dad died in the war, he'd be a martyr. Soma, that's your father you're talking about. Don't you always say heaven is a good place? Why wouldn't you want dad to go there? We don't want your dad killed. You should be praying for him. I always pray. Good boy. I have one last question. Mum let out a bowl's worth of air.